0: 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We yeah, have Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nass.
1: Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative
2: companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. <laughs> the best
1: trade idea resource out there. The
0: Hello guys, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Power Hour today. Uh, Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I'm going to make it a full screen since uh, Aaron has a weird chart up on the screen, but here we go. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's the next company that you guys are excited to hear from. Just hold, hold your horses. Spencer Israel just closed the SPACs attack show. And so we're sending the people over here. If you're in the channel, this is don't, don't change your channel. Luke, Luke is not on right now. It's me, Jason Rasnick. Hit your like, hit your subscribe, share on your social. We have a full pack day, um, uh, Foresight autonomous coming up in a few couple minutes. And, uh, then we're going to talk some stock picks. Um, and then we're gonna go from there and Aaron Bree has a special surprise for us at 1246. um, And then we are um, gonna—I don't know. I know we want FRSX. Um, So, what's for lunch? We ordered Middle Eastern. It's—it's—it's been delivered, and we have Rohan here today. So, Rohan, say hi, Rohan. Oh, he's not zoomed out. Where's the? What's up? What's up, Rohan? Can zoom out? Oh, they said my mic is very quiet. All right, let me fix this. Is this better? How's my mic now, guys? My mic better? Uh, Sounds good to me. All right, VS, tell me if my mic's not good. I need to know. Aaron, By the way,
3: to those in the office watching, the
0: food is here in the front. Yep. Um, so anyway, all right, I'm going to bring on our guests. We're not going to wait any longer because Zoltan scheduled um, for the 12.05, and I don't want to make them wait. So I'm going to switch to that right now. All right, let me add them in. Here we go. Here we go. How are you guys? Can hey. you hear me?
3: Good afternoon. Good evening ah, from Israel. Good
0: afternoon. Are you guys both in Israel? Yes, we are. Where in Israel? Yeah.
3: Well, I'm located in Tel Aviv, in the middle of
0: uh, of Israel. Around you're in Tel Aviv and I'm, uh, or Jerusalem. No, I'm in, I'm a little bit more to the north, not far from Haifa. Okay, yep, I know where. Um how how is it? Is are you guys having to like Seek shelter, or how, how, what, what's What's it like the, there right now? We'll get to the company guys in a minute, but I think there's more important <laughs> stuff at, the, at this point. Where? Do you hear me? Again, uh, yeah, yeah, we can hear you, yes. I mean, from, from my perspective, you know, I live up
4: north, so we're less affected by what's going on now in Israel. But, uh, you know, everyone is hoping for the good and, uh, you know, finish it with it and go back to normal life.
0: OK. All right. Well, we're praying for you guys. We know it's not easy. Um, yeah. So we'll go to. So for foresight for uh, uh, Aaron, bring up the chart, put the tickers on the bottom. Aaron Bree, producer. OK, thank you. But put the ticker in the But there you go. All right. So we want to talk to you guys about your company. There's a lot of excitement around it. I mean, I foresight autonomous. I've seen people in the chat going crazy waiting for you guys um, to get here. So excited to have you guys on. Can you give like a quick, like, I don't know, we call it the cliff notes, like a quick summary of what you guys do at Foresight Autonomous and what you're then looking to do over the next five to 10 years?
4: Okay, so, so what I'll do, I'll jump straight in and talk a little bit about uh, from a higher level, uh, Foresight Autonomous Holding, the, the trading entity, FRSX. It's actually duly duly traded uh, both in the Israeli stock exchange and, of course, on the NASDAQ. Um, The main shareholder holding 11.5% is an Israeli company called Magna BSP. Magna BSP is actually an Israeli company specializing in surveillance vision solutions in the field of uh, security and defense. All the rest are public floats. So this is the the trading entity. Underneath, there are actually three segments. There's Foresight Automotive. By the way, this is where I come from iNet Mobile, and uh, Real Vision, three uh, three entities. Um, I want to focus more a little bit about Foresight Automotive, um, talking about, uh, you know, diving in a little bit more uh, on on this bit on the automotive side. So basically, Foresight Automotive is a technology company developing a smart multi-spectral vision software solutions for the automotive industry. And basically, it's actually a spin-off of Magna BSP, the main shareholder. So actually, what we're doing here, we're civilizing defense technology. So we didn't start from scratch. Based on mature technology, we're a spin-off of Magna. And um, our solutions are actually aimed uh, both for existing ADA systems today, all the way up to um, autonomous systems, autonomous vehicles. if it's okay, I want to dive a little bit more about the technology and what we actually do. Um, it's okay, Jason, can I dive in? I can't hear you, mute, 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 mute.
0: Uh, Daron, you're right, you got me on that one. Absolutely, we want to hear the, about the technology and what mm-hmm. you guys do. And honestly, I would appreciate it if you explain it like we're 10 year olds. So just go No, basic. no problem. Okay. As As basic as possible. All right. Thank you, my man. Take it over. Take it over. Okay.
4: So basically, what we're actually developing at Foresight is what we call a multi-spectral vision sensor. It's complicated, but I'll explain it very simply. But the bottom line is the ability to detect any obstacle under any harsh weather and lighting conditions. That's the bottom line. Now, it's important to understand we're a software and algo company. Okay, we use hardware off the shelf, but basically we concentrate on what we do on the development based on the software and algo that we develop. Um, I won't dive in too much as you requested in the technology, but looking, you know, 30,000 feet, basically we master it in stereo. That's the basic, using two cameras like like our eyes, exactly the same idea. Uh, from this stereo, uh, we create a depth map. Basically, it's a pixeled way of looking, uh, it's like a 3D perception. I'm looking on the environment on a pixel level, meaning that every pixel in the environment has an XYZ location in space. That's a basic layer. On top of that, we're adding uh, thermal thermal technology, thermal cameras in order to deal with harsh weather and lighting conditions. And basically what we do, we fuse the stereo, the regular stereo and the thermal stereo in order to increase the level of uh, detection uh, capabilities that we provide here. Obviously, on top of that, we're providing a very dense three D point cloud. Point cloud is a different way to represent the depth map. By the way, very similar, and what uh, lidars create. You know, they create a uh, point cloud as well. But we're actually using cameras, you know, to do to detect that to do, to create a point cloud. And by doing so, you know, uh, we can do we can create more dense point clouds. Uh, dealing uh, with uh, you know dealing with really harsh weather and lighting conditions. Uh, high frame rates, passive. They were passive technology. That's a huge advantage because they we're less uh, prone to mutual interferences and we less drain the battery as well. Because you know, all, all, all autonomous vehicles and uh, electrified vehicles are combined as one. You want to, you know, use the the battery as much as you can for driving. So passive, less uh, energy consumed. I don't want to dive too much in, but I want to focus now on the most disruptive technology we're actually developing at Foresight. This is what we call the automatic calibration model. Basically, using this model, we're taking existing stereo, the future. What do we mean by automatic uh, calibration? Basically, up until now, traditional stereos are using two cameras connected to a rigid bar. Okay, uh, uh, Calibrated once, tightly connected to it, and that's how you used uh, uh, the, the stereo cameras uh, up until now, the traditional way. What we're actually developing, the auto calibration module allows to separate, to break this connection to this rigid bar. And now we can place the cameras in different locations and overcome the problem of calibration, keeping the cameras calibrated at any given time using software. Okay. So basically, this uh, auto calibration module is enabling separating the cameras. And the main advantages here now is you can, first of all, have a lot of real estate in which you can put it on the vehicle. Not only behind the windshield, you can put it on the roof tracks, on the side mirrors, in the grill, in the headlamps. Suddenly, there's a lot of more uh, real estate in which we can do it. And obviously, as we increase the baseline, uh, we in- uh, get more accuracy and further down the road, a longer distance uh, by using this method. So basically, these are the main advantages. These are huge huge advantages because what we're, sh- what we're actually doing now, we're breaking the misconceived way of looking at stereo. Okay. stereo up until now was a traditional stereo with limited capabilities and distance, flexibility, and accuracy. So each one of these, uh, pro- well, this, I wouldn't call them disadvantages, but each one of these issues, we're now uh, fixing it by using the autokalib, flexible, long distance, increased accuracy. Um, now, when you want to look at our uh, you know, uh, competitive advantage, so what do we do better in the end of the day? Um, First of all, again, stereo, is has, we have the ability to detect any type of object, not only classified, which usually this is a, how a mono monocamera use, uh, uses its method of detection by classifying objects. But we're like a hybrid approach, both classified and non-classified together. And therefore, basically, we can detect anything. It can be a, 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 an animal, a rock, a tree that fell on the road. Anything which will be in front of it will detect. In addition to that, any weather and lighting conditions. We're using thermal cameras, and they have amazing capabilities in dealing with harsh weather and lighting conditions. And this is a big problem in the automotive industry. Dense point cloud. We talk about passivity, long distances, flexibility, and obviously, in the end of the day, you know, I talked a lot about performance, but there's a price, a cost issue as well. We're using cameras. Cameras are a cheap technology in order to achieve all these. Uh, advantages I talked uh, about now okay, okay so I, I hope I give you a little bit of taste of what we are doing and what are the uh, advantages and what
0: we bring the cam, the cameras we're talking just cameras for a second you yeah. were mentioning you were mentioning cameras and mirrors and stuff like how does that impact you know visual seeing things like you putting the cameras in different spots how does that impact things?
4: Again, it, it depends where you put it. When you put it behind the windshield, obviously you uh, design the system to overcome the the, the the windscreen itself. You can put it on roof racks. So basically uh, it's out, out there. As, as uh, you know, there's nothing impacting the lenses. The side mirrors, I don't know if you've seen, but lately I saw on the last CES, I think I saw it. It's not only rear view mirrors looking to the back using cameras. There's no mirrors anymore, but there's front facing cameras. So we can now use these fun facing cameras to create stereo and provide the 3d perception uh, with all its
0: benefits I talked earlier yeah. okay and just how do you, you were, we mentioned lidar Elon Musk hates lidar okay um, mm-hmm. what's your what's your take on lidar
4: again um, lidar has been there in the last few years and there's a lot of you know it's a, it's a I wouldn't say the new kid on the block, but uh, put a lot of attention in many, many companies. And in the end of the day, we believe LiDAR will be there Okay, in the end of the day. What we bring, we bring, an, 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 let's say, first of all, we believe that we're, with our technology, we will not need other technologies out there Okay, because we're providing cameras, we're providing three 3D perception, we provide thermal capabilities. So when I look at what we bring, I think we bring the good things of each other sensors out there. What do we mean by that? Radar looks great uh, through weather conditions. Um, cameras, obviously, cameras have uh, you know color and they, they can uh, see text and lanes, etc. And lidar has uh, uh, point clouds, but we believe our point clouds are much better quality in terms of density, uh, frame rates, uh, uh, you know, dealing with harsh weather, etc. So by combining all together, I think we bring here a better solution. In the end of the day, we're not there on our own. There's a lot of redundancy out there, but we we believe that we're taking uh, uh, you know vision to the next step and bringing other capabilities that weren't out there at the moment.
0: So uh... and 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 Daron and, and, and Ellie, how did you guys get into mm-hmm. this? Like what, what what what's your background? Ellie, you want to? Uh...
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I am the CFO of the company. I'm I'm, I'm with a company from initiation, so it's uh, almost six years. Uh, and Daron comes from, uh, from the business development uh, uh, side, and we're very enthusiastic about the company. Uh, both of us, many years in the company, uh, looking to, to grow the businesses as much as possible.
0: Okay, and what about yours, Daron? Before this company, what were you up to?
4: I was in uh, different uh, areas all, all the time Business development. I was in the defense area. I was in the shipping industry. Uh, I was in different areas. Okay, But, you know, the, the main thing that uh, the thread that goes uh, throughout all these companies is doing business development. And um, actually, I met Chaim, uh, the the CEO of the company, uh, while I was in a different company in Japan, talking about uh, you know uh, the the company I worked for, and then we came. We became very good friends here throughout the years that went by. And then one day, Haim said, "Look, I'm taking the technology, moving into foresight. Come and work with us." And that's it. So the rest is history. I'm very happy. I'm working with with the whole team.
0: Okay, I'm very Got excited. It. As Eddie said,
3: mm-hmm.
4: no,
0: and, and the company is very exciting. Any new partnerships um, that we should be aware of? Hmm.
4: So basically, when we talk a little bit about partnership, I think the best way to look at it is splitting it into three. What do we mean by splitting it into three? I think first of all, there's the supplier side. Okay, we using we said we're using hardware. Okay, so we're trying to partner with the best partners out there in each one of the the hardware that we use. Let's say, for example, Clear Systems. Clear Systems are the largest uh, thermal camera manufacturers in the world and the leading one in the automotive uh, industry. So we partnered with them. And you know this helps uh, both sides. Uh, you, you know, uh, sharing the customer network in between us, uh, doing marketing activities together. We, uh, for example, uh, did some joint blogs together. Uh, recently, we uh, produced even a joint uh, brochure. In some, uh, you know, in some places, we even in the not the, this CS, the previous years, we were there in their booth. So we're doing a lot of marketing activities and some R&D activities as well. So this is from the supplier side. Uh, On the other side, on the frontal side, from, uh, you know, we have the tier one, that's the second one, tier one integrators. For example, Elbit Systems. Elbit Systems is the largest defense company here in Israel. It's a huge integrator and one of the leading ones in the world. And by the way, with them, we signed the first commercial agreement with Elbit and partnering together I, in the field of defense.
0: I, I know Elbit, I know Elbit pretty, uh, pretty well. It's been mm-hmm. around for a while. So you have a deal with Elbit Systems?
4: It's actually a commercial contract uh, uh, in which they have exclusivity in the defense world okay, for promoting our technology. Uh, we recently as well announced that we moved to the next step with one of their end customers as well of developing uh, uh, a product for, for, the, for these guys. Um, so this is, so this is the second. Uh, you know, we talked about the supplies. The next one is the tier ones, and obviously the last one is the customers, the OEMs, the the, the automotive OEMs. And by the way, to the tier ones and the customers, you know, we sold part of the partnerships. You know, t- testing our technology and then moving to partnerships. We're selling prototypes. So for, so far, we sold for the tier ones three. Uh, sorry, the integrators three uh, prototype systems. And uh, five prototype systems to the OEMs as well. So, uh, you, you know, pushing very hard to the tier one and
0: customer partnerships as well. So these are the three types of partnerships that we have. Okay. So now when you're talking about expansion for your company, mm-hmm. I, know, I know investors have asked me to ask about upcoming revenue quarters and all that and financials. But before I do that, I know money fouls it doesn't lead one of the things that for your company to grow, do you have to be you know, doing well in the US? Like, how do you guys really grow in a big way? And, um, and I know you guys have the vision to grow in a big way. I can tell from what the answers you've given and the details you've gone into. Um, but I, I just want to know, how, how, like, how do you guys see substantial growth ahead? Eddie, do you want to take
4: this uh, from a financial aspect?
3: Yeah, or... sure. yeah, Yeah, I think it's more a business uh, issue, and uh, I think that maybe we can share our sales cycle uh, uh, side of the business. And, and mostly what we do, it's, it's a three-phase uh, process. The first phase is that we uh, engage with the customers. Uh, we usually sell a prototype uh, to, uh, or an evaluation kit, or we do uh, some kind of a, a proof-of-concept project with them them to uh, understand the technology test it feel it touch it that's that's the the first uh that's the first phase and this is exactly what we've been doing for the past few years uh right up uh, upon uh now the second phase is what we call uh, a co development phase co development means that a customer evaluated our technology and he was expressed with uh, uh with the technology and now he wants to understand if uh this technology can be suited to his specific uh, requirements and needs, okay? Let's take an example. Uh, if, uh, if we show uh, our technology in a field of view of 30 degrees and the customer needs it to be 90 degrees, then fine. We go into a, a, a SOW, a scope of work, and that's exactly where we, uh, we do a, a co-development code jointly with the customer. And if we are successful, we move to the next stage, which, which is called the design win. And this is exactly where we wanna be. A design win means that our technology is uh, going to be uh, employed or deployed uh, in a specific vehicle or specific model in a specific uh, time frame. So this is how we work and this is how the industry works and we have to go through that phase. We are now in the second phase of the co-developments. Uh, we are hoping that we can uh, bring to, uh, uh, to, uh, to the market a few agreements uh, uh, of co-developments this year and Hopefully next year, we can, uh, we can win a few design wins. Now, when you have a design win, our customers are all the big players, the big OEMs, the big tier ones, big volumes. Uh, some of them are smaller, some, some, some of them are, are, are bigger. Uh, but again, expansion-wise, we are uh, all over the world. We're working uh, in, in North America, in, uh, in the Far East, Japan, China, and Europe as well. So uh, our target is to, to to go as wide as possible and as big as possible.
0: Okay. No, that's good, Ellie. One more question for you: um, When do you guys announce earnings? Like, when, when's the next quarterly date? It should be uh, actually in a few days. Okay. Uh, most most probably uh, by the end of this week. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's any other are there. Items that we didn't talk about. I know we have like a couple more, maybe maybe a couple more minutes that you guys want to make sure investors uh, hear about. I know we see like 500 here, but about 10,000 people will see this interview or more. So anything else you want to add in about your company, um, you know, Foresight Autonomous?
3: Yeah, I think maybe we should leave uh, space for two more questions. Or maybe you can uh, lead us through the the catalysts that we're expecting to see in 2021, so the investors mm-hmm. can
0: look and, and expect them. And then maybe I can talk a little yep. bit about finance and our cash position.
4: Sounds good okay. to me. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of catalysts, if I'll uh, go one by one, uh, foresight, foresight automotive. So basically, as uh, as um, Eddie mentioned earlier, we're putting a lot of effort uh, in 2021 uh, to move towards POC. So it's actually initiating a POC with an OEM. Or tier one for tailoring our technology to their needs. The next one will be initiating a co-development project uh, with an OEM and tier one. Okay, so these are the two main things aimed for 2021 for foresight. From INET, uh, our subsidiary, um, again, uh, they announced quite a few uh, announcements recently. They're doing a lot of work. Uh, you know, they mentioned the first commercial agreement and quite a few uh, pilots. So they're focusing and adding additional pilots with potential partners and obviously additional commercial agreements to integrate the technology into existing applications with the uh, substantial uh, numbers out there. And lastly, RailVision. RailVision is a pure financial investment uh, from our perspective. But uh, again, from RailVision's perspective, it's uh, additional commercial agreements. They've had uh, so far uh, two. Now they're working very hard on expanding it as well. So these are the main
0: catalysts uh, for all the three companies in 2021. How many people work at the companies right now?
3: So the entire group today uh-huh. is uh, roughly seven, 70 employees.
0: 17 or 70? What? 7 zero, 70. That's what I
3: thought. Okay, most, most of it is R&D, R&D and engineering.
0: Okay. So you guys think there's great things to come. We just got to be patient and uh, get your technology out there. Mm-hmm
3: definitely we 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 are in the exactly. midst of a very interesting uh segment it's you know it's it's the right time the right moment we have the right technology this is what we feel we're very excited that we can uh, bring it to the world to prevent accidents from happening and uh, you know to make the, the world a better place
0: got it no and that and that's what we're looking for i mean I mean, literally people die every day from car accidents every single day right now. So, I mean, it's sad. It's very sad. But the safety measures in I have an electric car and I would I would have rear ended a car two days ago. Pretty not big, but decently the car automatically stopped for me. It was unbelievable. So um, the things that technology can do. So will you please come on when you have more um, information to announce or after your earnings? Potentially Um, people are asking questions um they they want to know when the technology will be b- bought by mazda and different manufacturers um and i think you know that's what people are you know yeah listen investors aren't patient right they're always like what well, we, you know what we want to hear the news today yesterday so um just you let let me know and please come on the show again we, we have stuff to announce is that good ellie and darone sure thing thank you
3: very much jason for having us
0: Thank Thank you very much. Thank you guys for coming on from Israel. And be and most of all, be 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 safe. And hopefully we get peace in the Middle East sooner than later. It's terrible what's going on right now. So just terrible. We're thinking about you guys though. We're thinking about you for and I'm in Detroit, Michigan. I'm I'm in Detroit, Michigan. So thinking about you guys from Detroit. So thank you guys for coming on again. Zoltan, thank you for arranging this. Really appreciate it. Okay, guys. Good luck with Foresight Autonomous. Yep. 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 Have a good day. Okay, guys, that's Foresight Autonomous. Very cool company, FRSX. Uh, Very impressive and technology. Nature Bound, stay off your phone. What do you mean? Um, My phone is not even here. So I guess I don't don't know what he's talking about. He's not even talking. Maybe he's talking to someone else. But anyway, we have an exciting guest coming up in just a minute. It's um, Michael Feehan, always willing to jump in and help. That's what I'm talking about. I want to change our. OK, I'll tell you my issue. I asked Rohan like like three days ago, four days ago to change the screen cover. When you go to YouTube and you see the screen cover, you see me and Luke. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's just a terrible thing. I want our screen cover changed. So on Monday when I came to the show, I thought our screen cover thing, whatever you call that, would be changed. Nope. It's still my ugly little face. Then I looked at the second day today. It's still my ugly uh, little face. So, I don't know. So, Rohan was supposed to have Saturday, Sunday, and then he said that Enver is doing it, but Enver always does everything. So, I don't know. Maybe one of you guys can come up with better screen captures for the show because I don't know. It needs a change. If you can, send an email powerhour at Benzinga.com. Powerhour at Benzinga.com. The rear end story. Oh, stay off your phone, Nature Bound. Oh, so with Nature Bound, if if you're making an assumption like that, then be more clear on your assumption. Like, say what you were, what the assumption was. I, I, it was hard for me to assume what you were assuming and me assuming, so I got you, though. Good point, okay? Um, get a picture of me coaching Luke. Whatever you guys going to do, I need a new screenshot for the thing. It doesn't even have to be my face. It could be something that makes people want to click on it, but the way it is is not good. I asked Rohan a few days ago and didn't get it done, and I'm just annoyed. Okay, so now we have a guess um coming up so let's do that right aaron Bree, come on come on live because you look so nice today aaron Bree, come on live come on
1: how all right doing? aaron how we doing
0: good how are you you look very nice today so um I, we know we have a guest coming on right now wait you um, want to hear
1: something funny that i kind of i kind of screwed up
0: yeah go ahead buddy
1: um so i was finding some guests to bring on neil's show get technical and i yep, found buddy. this I found this girl on Twitter that does she posts all these charts of of technical analysis of cryptos and everything. And I was like, Oh, she seems cool. Like, let's invite her on. And so I invited her on. And then today I was like doing some more research on her uh on her Twitter. And she's like a like risque model, like has a whole like and I was like, Oh, I don't think we can do it. I'm sorry.
0: You know everyone in the chat to say, Who is this person now? Who is this person? Um
1: so <laughs> you know, I know, but it's kind of like your story of when you had a lady like come for the interview and she like opened her book, you know?
0: Yeah. You want me to tell that story right now?
1: Uh, We
0: do have a guest,
1: but uh, real quick.
0: The guest will will enjoy it. It'll take two seconds. So, guys, when I started Benzinga, I was in my basement. Okay. Mia Khalifa. Yeah, she was on, but that's different. Okay. So, Ross, Dave. Okay. Well, there was... um, when I started Benzing, I was in my basement. I had a six-month-old baby at home. I had no money, all that kind of stuff. I put ads on Craigslist for my hires, which I think Craigslist is actually a decent source. So one of this person's come in. Her she was a one of these people. I don't know correct grammar here. I apologize, but she came in moral of the story and not moral of the story, but she came in and she worked at Morgan Stanley Merrill Lynch as like an assistant. So she comes in. She, we're doing the interview. We're in the basement. <laughs> And she has this like book with her. It's like a it's like a wide book, like this and this. And then eventually, I'm like, so what's in the book at the end of it? I'm like, should I look at the book? She's like, well, I didn't know. Um, yeah, you can look in the book. So we open up the the book, and you know, it's a book of what do they call it? Bourde Bourde Bourde. I don't know, something like that. Bourde modeling pictures of like you know, in not. Mm-hmm clothed or very little clothed but that was my first or second interview of a hire for benzinga and um victor victorio says please talk more slowly <laughs> you can on youtube you can slow the the version down to 0. 0.75 or 0. 0.5 so you can you can do that you No, know, so, i actually had an, you I, I had
1: an idea for that like way before it was a thing, like a Chrome extension that you could slow down anything. So if you were watching like a boring Netflix show, like house of cards, you could speed it up to like 1.5. And then now everything has it. YouTube has it. Netflix has it, but I had the idea as just like an extension.
0: Aaron Breit. I love the idea, but guess what? It doesn't, the ideas don't mean shit. Ideas are like assholes. Everyone has one. It's the execution that means everything. So I, uh, you know, I, there's, I, I mean, I worked on TiVo before it got created. So, um, yeah, I mean, this burlap, this this book of these photos that this girl had, it was hilarious, and I was like, okay, we're in my house. This, and so I still kept the company in my house, and um, and then the, you know, she left. Whatever. Um, I didn't end up hiring her. I was like, if I hire her, this this may not go good. Um, and so I didn't hire her. But then the next interview guy comes in. I think his name was like Jacob Weinstein or something like that. It's not that. It's something like that. I'm about to hire the guy. And somehow I see um, that she leave me a copy before iPhones. I didn't take photos of it. So I'm about to hire this guy. And somehow I look on his resume and I see he works at the Pistons and the Palace. And I had a friend that worked there. And they're like, and I call the person and they're like, I'm like, Hey, I'm hiring this guy, Jacob Weinstein. Let's just say that that's a name. And they're like, Jason, you can't hire him. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, I'm not really supposed to say this. I can get in trouble. But he stole $35,000 from the distance. (laughs) Okay? And this guy I, like, loved. So I'm like, oh, shit. I got to move Benzing out of my house. Now I'm I'm hiring people who are criminals in my house. Maybe it was was Harvey. Maybe it was who? Harvey. Harvey. Oh, Jesus. All right. Next guest. We got next guest. Uh, Aaron Breed's interview. We're going to do the thing right now. Hold on. Here we go. What is up, my man? How are you? Hello. Stavros. How are
5: you doing, guys? How is life? It's very good. Oh it's very God. good. That's Sorry to disappoint. i some type of entertainment, but different type.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, Yeah. So I hope you, entered, you, were, you enjoyed it a little bit. But uh, these are all true stories. Um, these are all true stories. And I'm sure you have your own as well. So Aaron wants to jump in with you and ask some. Quick question. So sure, Aaron, take it away, my man.
1: Yeah. So Stavros, you're the, the head of research over here at Orbex, Orbex.com. Orbex. Right? Orbex. Am I saying that right?
5: Correct. Yeah. Orbex.
0: Now you Sorry. are. Now you are. You first said it wrong. Okay. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> just real quick. Uh, can you give us the elevator pitch? of 60 seconds on, on what Orbex is.
5: OBEX uh, is a regulated broker in the area of Cyprus, beautiful island. Uh, We offer a range of uh, assets, Uh, mainly, uh, you know, Forex stocks, uh, but, um, uh, you know, also indexes, gold, uh, as well as uh, oil for uh, retail traders, also professional traders as well. So pretty much, I'm heading the investment research department. So there is a lot of free content that we do at Orbex, and this is uh, of course for everybody to go, um, whatever they like, and, and have a look. We do amazing research on a quarterly basis as well, uh, with some very hot picks, and which I have a couple actually for today. And uh, mainly, our um, over the past few years, I would say we I've really tailored the investment technical at least sides of the um, investment research Department to um, Elliot Waves, which you might have heard or you might have not heard of the people who listen here today. But I wanted to introduce people to Elliot Waves because um, when they're used in combination with some fundamentals and, um, you know, um, when we pick a, a couple of headlines and combine them with technicals, we can find very good opportunities going forward. And uh, this is one of the reasons that i uh, wanted going to pop in today and uh, show you that uh, I've got a couple of stocks that uh, are likely to move. And, uh, you know, I thought it would be a good opportunity to show which ones.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, you're, you're able to share a screen. I don't know if you have this or if you just yeah, like, you know, pull I up the, the stocks real quick, then we can, we can check those out. Uh,
5: share screen. One second. Yeah, yep. there we go. So before um, going into a quick analysis, just to mention that there's been quite a few interesting headlines about Tesla recently. Um, you know, they have been involved also with cryptocurrencies. Um, some interest in Tesla has shifted towards crypto. Then we've got even um, Tesla backers like ARK Investments have spent more on buying up crypto. And then yesterday, what was very interesting to watch was that Michael Barry uh, of the Big Short, he's disclosed that he has taken some major short positions in Tesla. So the first thing I had to do is go and check what my waves are actually showing me so that I can validate whether, you know, there is going to be some sort of um, correction or not. The truth is that <laughs> over these sides in Europe, we are we are also, you know, we, we do short and long trading as well, you know, so I'm not sure... Uh, I mean we we do look for opportunities on the both sides of the of the market. So um what I wanted to to do is give you a quick uh overview of how the chart has actually reached the level that it reached up to the 894 and what I'm expecting to happen uh going forward. Okay, and there's going to be two scenarios on that. One is the main scenario, and the second, of course, is going to be the alternative scenario. Now, obviously, as markets you know develop um, there are chances that uh, we might get something else happening but that is the that is the the power of the early waves one might say many many people that don't know about early waves think that subjectivity is its weakness but <laughs> it's actually its strength because if a scenario doesn't happen then the other one does so quickly on to um given a quick intro first i want to show uh, that particular move over here you see it's as one, two, over here, then you've got uh, the pink color of three, the pink four, the pink five. What this really indicates is a progression in an impulse, okay? And without overlaps, that indicates that there is a very good opportunity, not a very good opportunity, there is actually progress into the market. There is a trend continuation. So these five waves uh, over here denote the cycle degree move, of Tesla, okay? So um, we haven't even done cycle wave three yet, and then we've got four and five. Now, if we look at the structure in the pink wave three, we've we've got another five wave move structure over here, right? You, You can see one, two in the black, three, four in the black, and then five. What this means is that in the cycle, we've done the first, the second, and the third waves, and currently in this box over here, we are forming the fourth wave, right? Now, um, the current structure that we see over here, yeah, suggests that we're going to see a correction in a three-wave move, which is pretty obvious here. And after that, probably another three-wave move up and another three-wave move down. And that is going to be called the end of the correction over here for wave four, and from there, we continue up in wave five. Now, you might ask, well, I know it's correcting, but how is that really helping me with my trades? It helps for two reasons. First of all, we can identify where exactly or approximately the correction can end, okay? Now, if we use the usual uh, Fibonacci retracement over here, you can see that we start from wave two and all the way up to that wave 3, the black one, right? You've got the 38.2, the 50, 61, 78.6 Fibonacci uh, retracements, right? So we can see that wave 2 over here ended at 61.8. Now that wave has to equal 100%, right? right? In its totality. So if we look at the um, rule of, because there's guidelines in Elliot waves, so there is a gu- the guideline of equality, which means that a wave from top to bottom is 100%. If you're going to have a correction at 68 over here, then th- the rest of the wave has to correct 38%, because 38 and 62 equal to 100, right? So... Uh, a lot of people may, might have lost my, what I'm saying, if you're not familiar with well, it. Here's
1: what I, I got to say, Star, real quick. Yeah. And I'm sorry about this, but I, I do got to kind of cut you off here. But, you know, like we said, this is a nice introduction. I want to get you back on our, on our Get Technical show so we can get yeah. more in depth in this technical analysis. Um, we do that show every day right after this one. So we'll find a good time maybe next week or the week after that and we can do a full 30-minute breakdown of your uh, Elliott Wave sure. strategy. Not a problem um, at all. And I know you're also interested in crypto, and we have a big uh, crypto guest coming up, an early investor in Shiba. So if, if you'd like, you can stick around for that. Nice That's
5: tra- amazing. That's amazing. I wouldn't have no issues to do that. All
1: right. Awesome, Starbucks. Well, again, sorry sorry to cut you off early today, but we're going to no get you back on, on, back on Get yeah, Technical.
5: Soon. All right. Thank you for coming
0: on,
1: Starbust. Bye-bye. Nice transition, Aaron Bree. And we're excited for this guest so do you mind just giving our audience some background and kind of how you got started in Shiba, what that looked like for you, what that process was like?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I've am i been into crypto for six years now, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, always on boards from my WhatsApp group is like my main crew. My, we, we have been working together for so long looking at crypto. We've got, you know, Discord, Telegram, Facebook, multiple groups on, on each uh, platform and uh back in february we came across shiba um i kind of brought it to my guys i had heard it from some of our other people and everybody had kind of heard of it from someone and from the people that we heard about it from it wasn't connected so it wasn't like we were shouting it out and then it was just coming back to us from our own opinions it was people from across the world talking about this random coin that was you know 0.70s and a one we're like what is this so I looked into it, sent it to some of my um, my other guys who, I mean, we've got people from Harvard to MIT to everywhere um, that are you know graduates from all these great schools. And they looked at it, they're like, this seems too, too good to be true. I was like, that's exactly my thoughts on Shiba. So we started putting in a couple hundred dollars. Uh, it was such a process to even attain Shiba at that point from downloading Coinbase and Coinbase wallet and then transferring and then going on uh, this website called etherscan.io. You had to find contract addresses. Very, com- very completely complicated for anybody who has never done crypto, even for us who had done crypto before. So I decided to take the reins and say, you know what? You know, I'll, I'll facilitate everything. I will teach everybody how to do this. And we're going to get this off the ground. And we set a two year plan to where we would all become like, you know, millionaires whew, did it take off? I mean, before you know it, within two months, we were that tenfold um, off of you know hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollar investments. And um, Shiba's real. Uh, it's it's the most functional coin for something that's less than a penny that I have seen in my crypto history. So, so that
1: was that was going to be my next question: was what do you say to people that say that Shiba's just a a joke, a meme coin? You know, along this, alongside Doge.
2: Um, you know, hey, I respect everybody's opinion. They just don't know what crypto is then. It's kind of like when you ask somebody, uh, what do you think about Bitcoin? They're like, it's stupid. It's like, can you explain what Bitcoin is? They're like, it's just stupid. They don't really know what crypto is. And that's why we're here to educate people on what cryptocurrency is. And that not every cryptocurrency coin is trying to be the next currency. They are, you know, store of values. And with Shiba, they're creating this whole network, which um, did start, you know, with with Doge, which is unrelated. Maybe I think it could be related to Dogecoin. I think Elon and Mark Cuban have some tricks up their sleeve. But what Shiba's doing is coming up with something called Shiba Swap, well, where you will be able to get other coins like Treat and Bone coins, and like the infrastructure that this company has for a meme coin is actually incredible. Their white papers are very uh, meticulous. Um, the, the amount of tests that they're doing, they're doing everything right. They're not releasing and, you know, gonna make everybody go through that whole like bug phase where everything crashes. I, I see a lot of potential and people think they missed the boat. Like I don't think the boat's even taken off the dock yet with this one.
1: Um, and do you, I don't know if you feel comfortable, but you mentioned kind of you had a plan to become millionaires and then tenfold. But do you feel comfortable sharing kind of like the peak of what your Shiba Wallet was worth, and then kind of why you couldn't sell
2: some of that? Yeah, um, real quickly, my wallet went from ten thousand dollars up to three million. Which I mean, you know, after taxes and everything like that, I can live pretty comfortably. Um, but I had invested, you know my uh, my knowledge to. All of my friends and family, um, hundreds of people, whether it be my best friends, but you know some close friends, and they, they're telling their friends. And at that point, it was so fresh. I mean, this was just three weeks in. It was just astonishing what the growth was. But if I had pulled that kind of money out, that to everybody else would have be like a rug pull, and I would have crashed the market myself. And I wasn't going to take life-changing money for myself, but you know, ruin all the investment money that all my friends and family had had put into it, that's just not worth it. So um, that's why I decided to hold on to it. And at my high point, I was at uh, probably $12 million um, off of, I increased my investment to 20 grand. Um, and the people that held strong, um, you know, they're they're still up there in the 8 and $10 million range with probably a $5,000 investment. Um, I've spread my portfolio. I still have a ton of Shiba, but, you know, I've got, ethereum ethereum max um some other coins that are just you know long-term holds things like that
1: wow yeah no i just love that that story because it's such a it's such a conundrum that you get yourself into that it's worth that much but you can't really sell any because you can't do the rug pull you've got your own friends and family into it now good problem to have great problem to have and then so i'm seeing some good questions in the chat asking you know kind of compare Shiba with some other coins to Ethereum, to Cardano, to Ripple? Um, You know, what makes Shiba stand out to you?
2: Well, they're not trying to be um, an Ethereum. Cardano is, and Cardano's a great coin. Um, Cardano is a very fast network, uh, very equitable to Ethereum. And long-term, that's going to be a a $10 plus coin. Right now, you could probably get it for under 2 bucks. I just have it. I've had it for so long, I don't even check the price anymore. I just know I'm making money. Um, I mean, I think we got that coin at $0.10 or something. But, um, you know, Sheba uh, is not trying to be a, a, a network. It's not trying to be a foundation for anything. It's trying to give a different perspective and, you know, say, here's a swap that we have. Um, for those of you who don't know what a swap is, it's kind of like um, E-Trade. But if you could buy shares and then trade them with your friends, like baseball cards and say, yeah, well, I'll take two Ethereum. You give me, you know, 0.1 Bitcoin or whatever. And with that swap, it's something that anybody else who tried to do it, they charge absorbent fees and shiba has uh, shiba swap has promised not to really do that um and they're giving crazy bonuses to stake your coins staking coins would be the equivalent of giving your bank money and putting it in a cd where you can't take it out for three years you know and you gain a little interest you can you know insignificant interest if you ask me but with shiba swap you could take it out in a day or if you want to sign a little contract and say i'm not going to take it out for six months they're going to give you more rewards if you want to leave for a year, you're going to get more rewards. And we're talking 30, 40% returns in some of these. And when those coins take off, I mean, you used to be able to stake Ethereum and get um, Ethereum Classic, which started off at a dollar. Now it's over $100. So if you can see just the growth that's happened, this wasn't 40 years ago. This happened last year. You know, Dogecoin went from 0 cents to 71 cents within a year and a half. These are not ancient stories that your grandparents are telling. These are, these are happening right now. And that's why I want everybody to be educated about crypto, get educated. You didn't miss the boat. There's a thousand more boats coming. Just, you know, just do the research. This is like an adult quiz, which open book. If you pass it, you're a millionaire.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that the staking, that's something that as an investor really interests me, because if you find a, a, site or exchange that's going to offer you like as you said 20 30 40% to stake the coin and then you also pick a coin that appreciates in value you get both returns you get return from the coin growing and yep. and the staking yep which obviously it's a 40% i mean any any investor in any sphere will take you know 20 30 40% annual return you do that year over year you're going to be in a good position
2: it's, it's crazy you know some of some of, uh, some of my friends um, shout out Rob uh, one of my friends he, he you know studied it really well and he's making insane money right now and uh, you know it's just there's so much money to be made you can't even follow it all you just got to do your research and I, and I say that because some people think that you know you're just lucky and then you, so they went out and they'll go and throw a thousand dollars in first off don't ever invest something more than you're willing to lose. But do your research, you know, talk to a friend. If, if you don't have a friend that's into crypto, you can find one online. Go to, you know, one of my pages. You'll find plenty of people that are willing to help. And um, that's the thing. Educate yourself before you just throw money at something where you just like the name of the coin. Not a good not a good strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, so I got a couple more questions as we wrap up here. First of all, I mean, are there any coins catching your eye right now where like if you had ten thousand dollars cash sitting there you would feel comfortable just you know kind of yolo it into a new coin
2: um long term i put 20 percent into cardano for sure um uh if you want some overnight success um shiba obviously <laughs> and uh emax is making some strong moves um ethereum max and um I mean, it's always nice to have some Ethereum. Ethereum is the, the start and the stop to all of crypto and it's never going to change. So, um, those would be my picks. A little, you know, risk tolerance, a little risk averse. Got a bunch of people in the chat
1: talking about Emacs. So might have to check that one out. Um, yeah, definitely. And then my last question was just, where can people find more of you? You know, maybe some people that here in Zinger nation that are watching that, you know, they want to start trusting Russ, They want to start following you.
2: Um, yeah, if you uh, go to In Rust, we trustcrypto.com, you can see all of my my handles. You can subscribe to my uh, email newsletter, and um, that's the start. We're going to start offering, uh, you know, recommendations for um, crypto picks. We've got uh, a huge celebrity clientele that's already on board from Denise Richards, Carmen Electra, Chevy Chase, Antonio Brown, um, Chris Weidman from the NF- from the uh, UFC. Uh, we've got some great. Great people that are um, looking to get started with, um, you know, promoting Shiba and getting into this whole crypto space to make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, we got people in the chat saying, Russ is legit. Thanks to him, I'm debt free and much more comfortable. So, I mean, it's really cool that you're able to do something that not only you love, obviously, which is crypto, but helping people and, and kind of changing lives out here.
2: That's awesome. It's it's definitely the most rewarding part of this. It's It doesn't feel like a job at all.
1: And you said it better than than I could or anyone else, you know, saying don't, you know, invest with something you're not willing to lose because that's a, the, you know, everything has great things and sad things to it. And that's the sad thing with all this madness is you do see people that are coming out and saying like, oh, I lost XX amount of money. I needed that, et cetera. When it's like, really, if you reserve it to cash that you're willing to lose, then you can be pretty risk. You can have a good risk appetite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when I see Chris in the Chris That's in the good. chat. I'm a, I'm a big UFC guy, so we got to get Chris on the show sometime.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chris is awesome. He's he's uh he's got some time off right now, unfortunately. And we're gonna be working um a lot with getting his portfolio up and running, and um, I'm looking forward to it. He's he's my favorite fighter, so to be able to even uh you know talk with him is just incredible.
1: Awesome. All right, Russell. We gotta check in more. You know, I'm sure as this saga comes along we'll have more developments you know whether it be with shiba or a different coin i'm i'm excited to see kind of what's going on with all this altcoin madness
2: it's madness wild wild west right now jump in
1: (laughs) yeah all right um well our show's coming to an end here but yeah russ let's stay in contact and like i said hop hop back on the show anytime anytime you got news about shiba Emacs, whatever it is let's do it
2: Cool. awesome appreciate it thank you so much for having me
1: guys of course. And coming up, we got Get Technical. We're doing some technical analysis. I don't know if that interests you, <laughs> Russ. Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh,
2: I'll watch it, but TNA doesn't really uh, doesn't apply do for... most of the stuff that we're looking at. So
1: Right. I just know straight, it. Just straight it's moon blasts. We're talking just straight moon blasts on Shiba.
2: Yeah. The uh, technical analysis, man, I spent so much time trying to learn Fibonacci and everything. and. It just doesn't apply to most of these things. It really doesn't. Some people um, do trade. I mean, crazy. people were
1: trading Dogecoin and trading Bitcoin all on the technicals. So some people do do it with the cryptos.
2: And and what about that? For um, they were trading Doge and Bitcoin, just using
1: the technicals and Fibonacci's and stuff and claiming oh, it. Or, sure. you know
2: That's, it definitely applies. You know, it applied way way more so for Bitcoin, Ethereum, everything else. But for these moonshots right now, it's a whole another. It's a whole, nother ball it's a whole game, other ball yeah it really is so um so many other factors it's more it's more fun it's exciting um it, it's crazy to even i mean i'll tell you right now bitcoin's gonna be over 100 grand bitcoin will probably be at two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars in my lifetime and i've got like a quarter bitcoin because it's just not sexy enough right now <laughs> you know you want you like it's it's more it's fun it's energy to like get everybody uh, on board with these ones that everybody wants to go in on and uh that's where the excitement's at that's what people are excited about it's the new bitcoin generation so
1: Yep. Um well again, Russ, can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh we'll be in contact and uh yeah, she Shiba to the moon.
2: <laughs> Sheba to the moon. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: No problem. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too.